Always Your Firefighter Podcast. My name is Ash, and I'm joined by two members of my firefighting family. We have Todd. Hello. And we have Scott. Hey there. He looks uh, just riveted to, to be here. Very relaxed. <laughs> <Early. laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, hunting season here, so. Hiking with guns. Hiking with guns in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Shooting anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, uh, this week, uh, being 9-11, we're going to focus on uh, a, a lot about that, kind of a look back, uh, what we were up to when it happened, uh, and obviously everything that happened on, on that day, and uh, what's been happening since. But first, we're going to dive into some news, and we have quite a bit of things to chat about in oh, the Not news. much happened this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Todd's got a list. Todd, what do we got? Oh, well, let's start out with um, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a uh, uh, two firefighters, uh, two fire trucks, I should say, uh, collided responding to a call. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it looked like a T-bone uh, incident at an intersection. Mm-hmm. And there's actually eight firefighters who were injured, three of which are in critical condition. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's been multiple angles of, of it released now just from... Uh, you know, general public. Uh, yeah. Looks like there's uh, a couple, a couple units were responding. Uh, came up to a traffic light. Um, obviously, one of them would have had the right away. Uh, the other uh, was either on a red or a stale amber or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever, you know, we're definitely not here to like pass judgment. Um, every time something like this happens, it's a uh, you know, you could take take something from it and learn from it, but um, hate to see something like like that happen where uh, you know you're you're taking yourself out of the fight before you even get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, sadly, there's three firefighters that are now in critical in mm-hmm. in the uh, hospital. Yeah, the news article didn't really elaborate a lot on uh, um, the conditions of them or kind of like how many were in each truck and kind of who. Mm-hmm. Um, got injured more so uh but they just say one engine ended up being kind of stowed into a storefront yeah uh no other pedestrians or bystanders were injured mm-hmm. um, which is lucky in some exactly like yeah. that as well right and you know looking at the video like i mean there's videos like that all over the place mm-hmm. uh and it could have been a lot worse it actually wasn't an insane amount of speed like some of no. them yeah uh, there was another one uh about two weeks ago where they there was just one fire and it hit a car and it, like basically like Flipped over or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were mm-hmm. I always think uh, what would out like in a small, smaller town, hey, maybe New Jersey might be able to um, soak up the fact that you're missing two apparatus now. Yeah. But in a town mm-hmm. like ours or, or anywhere that's relatively small, you lose two apparatus, you lose two of your pumpers. Yeah. How long does it take us to build a fire truck? <laughs> like a couple years? Right now. I mean, yeah. we are going <laughs> quite, quite custom, but yeah, we're two yeah. years deep. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not just getting a, you can just go to the fire truck store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truck. Some of these larger cities obviously have uh, depot yeah, and, uh, reserve yeah. and stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah, once you get yourself out of that environment, uh, you know, you don't just go down the street, like Scott says, to the old fire truck store and uh, see what they have in their lot. You're, yeah. it, everything, Good, even yeah. if it's, yeah, right. Um, e- even if they are, um, like a commercial cab with like their cookie cutter box. Yeah. It's still like they don't just have them lined up. Um, I think maybe somewhere down like where our buddies from the old uh, Brotherhood Academy radio. I think maybe Pierce has a, a fleet of trucks just yeah. li- lined up, but it seems like everything is like built to order because uh, there's so much customer to it now, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think back. Back when there was that rash of uh, break and enters, uh, you're 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 getting these pieces of equipment that are stolen now. That's right. And like, what do you do? Like, mm. You can't just go and pick up a new truck. So, I mean, that's a reality of it. Um, obviously not like the most important thing, but um, like on the day of the event. But I mean, that's the fallout of when these things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully everybody's safe and they can, you know, come out of whatever condition that they're in. But um, if that happened here and we lost one of our engines, we'd be screwed, but let alone two of them, yeah. right? I remember many, many years ago, we had uh, one of our internationals um, shit the bed on a uh, on a big fire and it was uh, just non-repairable. Mm-hmm. Um and for the cost and everything else and the age of the apparatus at the time uh, we got quite lucky actually hub had a 
almost just as ancient <laughs> truck that we were able to uh, rent. Um, right. Uh, for and we had it for quite a while actually until we were able to get a new apparatus in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that that saved our ass on that one. Sure. But, but that's nice having that relationship with a local mm-hmm. manufacturer. Um, you know, there is opportunity out there, right? Yeah. But yeah, if that wasn't the case, what do you do when you're right. when you're down in an apparatus like that? Absolutely. Heavy on mutual aid and <laughs> right. run <laughs> run with what you got. Yeah, so our thoughts are with everybody involved in that and hopefully the three firefighters that are in critical condition, hopefully they pull through okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other news on similar note, uh, yesterday in Alberta, uh, there was an ambulance um, and a car collided um, mm-hmm. and one of the paramedics, actually a 51-year-old female, she passed away on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a line of duty death there and then the driver of the sedan that hit the ambulance as well. Right. Uh, and it sounds like the uh, the driver of the ambulance, he's in uh, serious condition as well. Mm-hmm. So pretty uh, another pretty sad event, another line of duty death. Uh, a lot closer to home for us. Sure it is, yep. So our thoughts are with uh, the paramedic service out there. Absolutely. Well, yeah, again, there's always the hardest part. Like, the, sorry, the most dangerous part. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just coming, like, when I'm duty officers, and I was just even through, through the, our, our town, it's like, jeez. Yeah. Some of them, when people hear the sirens, they're just like... They lose their mind. They lose their mind. You just have to slow down and like yep. take it easy. But. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of being, you know, the, the uh, duty officer is generally you are quite a bit ahead of everybody. So, yeah. um, you know, the panic of getting there, like ASAP is still there, but you, you know, like, let, let's get there safely as well. You still get pretty heated though sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Like a few times, like, what was that, a couple, uh, oh, that MVI we went to a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. last week or whatever, and <laughs> driving, and this guy's like, basically edging out in front of me, I'm like, <laughs> like, I have my, like, sirens going, I'm trying yeah. to get around, I'm like, I'm literally out the window with my hand pointing at the, <laughs> pointing at the siren, or the lights <laughs> yeah. on the roof, like, hey, the lights yeah. are on, and I'm like, the lights are on, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the lights are on. Because <laughs> sometimes they're like, uh, they maybe on? the lights are on. <laughs> no, they're on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing with that new truck. Yeah. Um, they're not like a toggle style switch. Yeah. Um, but they like, click when they go. They, they absolutely like do. Hazard lights are on. So yeah. Like click, 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 so click. you can hear that it's flashing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people just like you say, people lose their mind when when they see <coughs> sirens or, mm. or see lights and hear sirens. Um, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. So. One of the most dangerous things is just getting to the scene. People have Absolutely no idea. Um, so, you know, let's just get there. <laughs> I mean, we think of that uh, little latest TikTok and Instagram floating around from Jason from Fire Department Chronicles. <laughs> what what siren are you? The sirens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the one, the air horn. Yeah, this is the get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> I will stay on the air horn until you move. Yeah. <laughs> or your brakes, uh, your brakes lock up. <laughs> There's been a few times where we were watching the air. Yeah. Yeah, come maybe give it a minute. Yeah, come on, compressor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so again, our thoughts are with uh, the agency out there. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and More? then? <laughs> the queen. Yeah. Queen mm-hmm. Elizabeth II. Passed away. Yeah. Longest, what did they say? The longest uh, serving or longest reign monarchy or whatever? Yeah, pretty big deal um, for the monarch there. Um, you know, being Canadian, we're still very, very tied to to the Queen. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely not the most versed in how all, all that works. Yeah. I was chatting to some people. I'm like, what? Okay, so this happens, then this happens. Okay, you got a prince. Oh, okay, and then you got this. Right, right, right. Um, I actually told one of my my like English buddies. I have I had no idea. Like like he like I like I thought they would get like the initial text. Like all 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 the English are gone. <laughs> well, absolutely no, right? <laughs> so it was like four hours later. <laughs> I go out to visit some of my customers at work, and I go up to my one English buddy. I'm like, "Hey, buddy, uh, like, my condolences." Like, I don't know what to say, right? And he's like, "Oh, mate, like, 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 what do you mean?" I'm like, "Oh, um, the old queen." And like, he just gets like really somber. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, I just broke the news. <laughs> he was sad. I'm like, oh, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> I thought for sure, like, if I got it on my phone, like, you get the old Apple text, like, ah, oh, this happens, yeah. right? 
I'm like, how do you not know, know this yet? But yeah, so uh, I actually just watched a, uh, there was like a couple of TikToks that were floating around um, and they were uh, moving the body. That's right. Uh, and they had all the bagpipes playing and stuff. It was actually a, like a pretty, not cool thing to see, but I mean, that kind of stuff is definitely touching, right? You kind of mm. hear the bagpipes and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, yeah. So in, interesting times, you know, sad, but she was 97. Like, yeah. I would say if you make it past 80, 80 85, yeah. you're, you're pretty good. Like, yeah. Right. You're always, exactly. you know, sad for the loss, but yeah. I mean, you you had a pretty good yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what has to happen. Um, so, any flashes? So anybody's shoulder flashes? Um, so, like where I work, I have a I have the Queen's uh, um, crown on my on my shoulder flashes. Yeah, you might have that on yours we do as well. Yeah, those actually have to get changed. Those have to be changed to the, the King's crown. <laughs> really. It's like according to somebody I talked to at work, they're like, so I guess we're gonna have to get all new shoulder flashes. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, yeah, whenever when the monarch dies, uh, if it's a king next, we have to get a king because that's a queen's crown, we have to get a king's crown. Sure. So all the courts and everything has to change, all that stuff. Really? Yeah, that's what, that's what I was told. I, I haven't heard that yet, obviously, but that's interesting because <laughs> it's stuff that you don't even think of. Like, oh, that mm-hmm. has to get changed now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, how about our money? Yeah, are money you changing well, you that? I mean, there's, there's people that are dead on our money. For sure, but they kept like our twenty dollar oh, bill. Oh, they, they kept making her older. They, yeah. they, they, they correct, as yeah. she would age, they would yeah. make it a little more um, <laughs> agey, agey, <laughs> old. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Actually, you know, like you just kind of don't, don't, don't even think about it. But they showed um, in order, like when she got on there, from young to current. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens if they. Uh, leave it to honor, or if they update it to uh, the king. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, then on to fires. So, <coughs> wildfire season is not over. Wildfire season is definitely not over. Yeah. Uh, uh, usually that September 1st, it's, and it's like, it's really kind of getting cool. We kind of knew, like, I think we mentioned this, mm-hmm. we, like, we were thinking that. Yeah, we kind of an, anticipated kick. a later season. Yeah, yeah, but it's kicking off pretty good. This is like mm-hmm. mid-August. Um, fires we're getting right now. Yeah. Like, um, well, you have the numbers there. You yeah, so the three most recent ones that are kind of large and of note. Uh, so there's one that's close to us. Uh, it's the Manning Park area, and it's uh, 8,663 hectares. Uh, started in the States, crossed over into Manning Park. A lot of uh, old growth timber, a lot of pine mm-hmm. beetle, uh, very dense brush in there, steep terrain, uh, and that's coming up into the... Um, of the national parks and the ski areas and they've got an evacuation alert on some of the um, residences and the small community in there as well mm-hmm. um, and it's actually a crotch right next to the highway three as well now right um, as far as i know so far the highway is still open through there mm-hmm. yeah. but then the fire east of that uh over by hope yeah. uh, it's not very big at this point it's 500 hectares but again very steep terrain um and the highway one is actually closed because it's right next to the highway it's crazy in Hope because it's usually so wet there. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of forest fires there. No. Yeah, For very... those of you that want to know what Hope looks like, watch First Blood. Yeah, there you go. Right. That's, that was Hope. That mm-hmm. was. <laughs> so yeah. that was a train. Rambles. Rambles. Train. <laughs> so Highway 1's closed? Yep. Right. Yeah, so, so re- just, just that little section. So they're rerouting through um, Hope, through uh, Agassiz and 7. Agassiz, yeah, yeah, taking whatever that is. Yeah. 7? No. Oh, no. I yeah. can't remember. Either way, another mm-hmm. highway. Yeah, lovely. The one they took last year during the mudslides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, crazy. Then the other one, which actually you guys got reached out for, is the Battleship Mountain Fire. Yeah, that's by far the biggest right now burning mm-hmm. in the province. It's 24,000 hectares. Um, oh, nice. But what did you have the biggest? I had 17. Yeah, it was up to 24,000 hectares. Yeah, I just saw that. Um, <clears throat> I think they actually call it the Complex Fire because there's a few different fires burning. But um, So it's a Battleship Mountain complex fire. It's a pretty um, badass name for fire. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are currently 65 firefighters, so those are forestry firefighters, um, and 47 structural protection personnel. So structural protection personnel is what we would do if we went out on yeah. deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. We actually were contacted to go on deployment 
Um, but because it's late in the season, um, we don't have any staff available to go out, um, which it sounds like they're having a little bit of difficulty um, getting some staff for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I th- I'm sure they'll make do. The good thing is there's some cooler weather, cooler weather coming. Mm-hmm. Um, an entire town was evacuated. Huts of Hope got yeah. evacuated. About a thousand pe- residents have lived there. <clears throat> um, and there's a huge infrastructure. There's uh, WAC Bennett Dam, which is I think it's our biggest dam. In yeah, BC. I think so. So there's structural protection set up for that. <clears throat> yeah. Because that, I don't know what would happen if we lost power to that or the power was cut for that. I don't know. Yeah, if that would affect us, or I think there's enough hydro dams around here, but it only affect a good portion of the province. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, not over. No, yeah, bummer. We couldn't get guys out there. Uh, yeah, it's a little. It's just late, I mean, and it's it's a it's an eleven hour fire truck drive just sure. to get on scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long haul. So and that's highway speed. Like <laughs> it's it's interesting because. Um, like my uh, my wife's from Hawaii, so we go to we go to Hawaii sometimes, <laughs> and um, go to Oahu, and I was talking to my nephew, and it's like I'll talk I'll tell him about these distances we travel, and mm-hmm. he's like what? Because <laughs> you literally go across the other side of the island in an hour, right? Like that's with traffic. <laughs> like if you're just driving straight, you can get there no problem, right? So basically their little sphere of it, sphere of land is so right. small. And ours is like, oh, we drive to an hour to go to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So fast, right? Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. And this, you know, this is 11 hours of straight driving. Yeah. Just to get where we are. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. that's, that's how big it is. We'd yeah. almost get to, what, halfway to California if we went the other way. Absolutely would. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so far season's still rocking in our mm-hmm. area. Yeah, man. Cooler weather's coming though, so hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, like we're single digits in the morning when we wake up here. Already, Which so yeah, yeah de- definitely helps push that that uh, fire fire behavior much later into the day, um, which gives them obviously better time um, for attack, which is good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully uh, they got some good apparatus out there. Uh, get some favorable weather uh, to all of these fires. Because, uh, again, we have, what were you saying before we started, we have the worst air quality mm. in the world. Yeah, so I just so watched on uh, yeah. the news tonight. They said uh, because of these fires so close to us in the southern interior here where we are, uh, they're saying our air quality index is actually rated as the worst in the world currently because mm-hmm. of just... <coughs> The inversion in the cold weather and yeah. it being trapped. I don't really smell it that bad, but it definitely, uh, like, I think Kevin posted, like, message to us. He's like, who called for the apocalypse weather? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like the apocalypse outside right now. It's very mm-hmm. like, hazy and yeah, it looks like a badly rendered video game. Well, I remember yeah. when we had our fires here, yeah. it was the same thing. Like, it was that, that orangey dark, like, yeah. it was, you had to have your headlights on at noon, right? Like Sure. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Manning Park apparently looks like that through mm-hmm. the, uh, right now. Yeah, it's dark always. It was <coughs> apparently, according to the weather app, it was semi-cloudy today. <laughs> but you have no idea. We've been hunting this morning. <clears throat> I was waiting for a first light. I'm like... Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like 7 o'clock. I'm like, where's mm. first light? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I get, you know, driving here tonight, I know we would be past sundown, but, like, it was dark for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is it really that dark, or is it just, like, are we feeling the effects because of everything is yeah. it making that right. worse right so yeah i mean air air quality is terrible uh visibility is terrible yeah uh, but at least the temperatures are are quite a bit lower than what we had throughout the summertime so mm-hmm. yeah hopefully that continues get some favorable weather some favorable temps uh and we can you know the boys and girls out there can make a, a good impact mm-hmm mm. So that brings us to yeah. I today. think that's going to wrap up our our half an hour news segment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's going to bring us to kind of the the main topic tonight. Um, seems how we are sitting here recording uh, on uh, September the eleventh. Um, yeah, we're just going to chat chat about that. Um, kind of start off with the uh, you know being what is it now a is what, what's my 21 years, 21 years. Mm-hmm. um 21 years back um 
you know, where were we? Were we in the fire service? Were we in, um, where you were doing, uh, were you working for, uh, as a paramedic? Um, what was our mindset then? And what's changed in our lives since then? So, uh, mm-hmm. who wants to kick off? Um, so I remember for me, so I was, uh, I guess, yeah, four to five years in uh, the fire service. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was uh, just a year in with uh, the ambulance service, and I was actually in um, paramedic school. Right. So I was. We were up in the hotel room getting ready. Saw it on the news. Started watching it, and of course that was the hot topic discussion when we all went, got to class and talking about that. <clears throat> and um, a pretty somber moment because we were all kind of glued around the TVs watching everything sure. go down. And then sure, <laughs> sure as shit, my unit chief of the day. He's Unfortunately, passed away. He was a 40-plus year um, paramedic chief. Awesome gentleman, but total asshole at the same time. He phones us up, and he goes, hey, Ryan, what are you doing? My roommate in the class with me. He goes, oh, we're just getting ready to, to go to school. He's like, you watch the news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're sending people down. You want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, let's, for sure. He's like, ah, I'm just fucking nice. Yeah, I need you to do a payroll form or something like that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like, you asshole. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, that's where I was. So, yeah. Paramedic training. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. Scott? I was going to jiu-jitsu class. <laughs> and, well, like, uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu. But, um, yeah, I remember driving down the hill. I think dropped my current... My, I was guess my current wife. My only wife. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't my wife at the time. <laughs> dropped her off at work. Heard on the news something about a plane hitting a tower. Thinking, like... Everybody else thought, idiot, like, more mm-hmm. on the hill, crashed into a uh, tower, yeah. the massive building. And then, uh, by the time I got into the, the jiu-jitsu club, uh, the second one it hit. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I listened to a lot of the podcasts on the, on the uh, like, Sheepdog and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Jocko, and they always have, like, yeah, the soldiers on it, so they're always talking, right. basically... Every one of them, that was their, not every one of them, a lot of them, that was their catalyst to, to join the military. Right. As soon as they, you know, they always, they always say, yeah, I was like 18 or 15 or whatever age and this happened and like next day, next day they're in the recruiting office. Mm-hmm. Um, in Canada, we weren't that way because obviously, I mean, we didn't get attacked. Right. And also Canada doesn't really have that military, um, like we have a military, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not on everyone's mind all the time. Like, yeah, it's not, like, it's not nearly like it's. Yeah, we don't have the mindset. Like the size of the SEAL team. Yeah, <laughs> our military is like twenty thousand people in it or something. <laughs> Maybe a bit more than that, but that's not very much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> what the size of it is? Actually, yeah. <laughs> look. Yeah. Um, so we, we really don't have that uh, heritage and history that, mm. that the Americans do, and but there was definitely a catalyst for a lot of them. Sure. It was, yeah. I remember, uh, well, I was just on this last weekend, I was listening to podcasts, actually, The Mind of the Warrior, um, and they had episode 118, um, Remembering 9-11 with Jim, Jim Serger, I hope I said his name right, and he wrote a book about it and stuff, and, and it was quite interesting, much like you said, the initial reports, everybody thought, oh, it's idiot, somebody put a plane in, because yeah. you know, there's lots of aircraft always flying around the area, tourists, yeah. things, things like that, and the joke always was, was, was well, of course you hit it. How, how could you miss it, right? And then they realized it wasn't a two-passenger plane. It was two-passenger planes. Yeah. What's the numbers? So as of 2022, the Canadian Army has 23,000 regular soldiers. Oh, yes! Look at that. 19,000 reserve soldiers, including oh. 5,300 members of the Canadian Rangers, for a total of 42,000. 20,000 20, regular force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a little smaller. Oh, yeah, lots of lower, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not... Uh, Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's substantially smaller. But per capita, what does that shake out to? I'd be curious to see what the difference is. Like, I mean, there's... Yeah, you're really math. Yeah, substantially more people in the States. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like the state of California has the same number of mm-hmm. people as our whole country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I'm not going to dive into yeah. po- population and math. So but, out. but, yes, it's... Um, like Scott says, you know, Canada is not, not quite as military-driven um, as the U.S., but that was a major catalyst to getting people to, to go and join 
Um, but that didn't really cross my mind what, whatsoever. Mm. I'm going to go join the military to go no. fight. Uh, a, like you say, like we weren't, you know, we weren't directly attacked. It was as much as we are, you know, neighbors to the United States. Um, you know, it was a tragedy. It was terrible. Um, but you're not going to have that, that same, like, homegrown draw to mm. go and enlist. Um you know, I was, uh, so I wasn't in the fire service by a long shot. Oh yeah, neither was I. Um, I, yeah. I was, uh, I was actually up in the Kootenays. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was going to school there. We had just got there. She was like, like we just found a place to live. She was just starting class. Uh, so I'd gotten up, um, ran her into school, got back home. I was like making breakfast and threw on some TV and the news came on, and uh, I, I basically watched it from um, the news of the first plane hitting. They're like, oh, there's been a, you know, one plane struck the first tower, and I was like, oh, it's crazy. So I seen it live as the second mm-hmm. plane hit, and I'm like, that, like, it was crazy. I was glued to it the entire day, yeah. um, you know, watching everything unfold, um, and then, like, and I don't want to say that was like a catalyst, but like watching everything, watching all of the uh, devastation, um, I think later on in life, like as, as my life progressed, it definitely like held a lot more weight uh, than it did at the time. Mm. Um, and from people I've spoke to, that seems to be kind of the case for, for, for us up, up this way is like, the more that that sinks in, the more you learn about it, uh, the more weight that it carries. Yeah, definitely. I think also, like, <clears throat> you know, just so some of the numbers, uh, there, well, there was uh, 2,700 plus people um, involved immediately with the, with the strikes. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was just under 3,000 <clears> uh, in total. That's in, uh, they're counting uh, like long term, like lung problems and things mm-hmm. like that. That people have passed away since. Um, and then 343 um, firefighters, police, and paramedics. Yeah, yeah. Who, who died in the initial mm-hmm. collapses from the towers. Um, and I think you know, like, as you get into the service, if you aren't in the services um, during that time, you know, like you said, that that always weighs in your in your mind as the anniversary comes up. Sure. You know, when we talk about the level of service of what we're doing, we're the ones running in, you know, mm-hmm. for these events when everybody else is trying to get out. That's right. So it's, yeah, definitely weighs on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, there's so many, um, like, gripping photos from the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the one of that one engine company going over the bridge. And it's like, this is the last call they, they ever ran. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the person taking the photo had no idea, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a photo of somebody riding their motorcycle. Yeah, like, yeah right? Yeah, yeah. Tunnel, yeah. Like, <clears throat> like, like such a cool photo. Um, but like that's the kind of, you know, mindset and dedication that, you know, guys and gals had at the time. Mm-hmm. Like they just knew they had to go and help. And there's, I wish I could remember <clears throat> the engine company and stuff, but the companies that are stuck in traffic. Sure. And uh, they instead of just oh we're stuck, abandoned their engine and hoofed it and foot however walked, many, yeah, however many miles. miles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then just uh, the aftermath, right? Once once they collapsed, mm-hmm. um, the rescue efforts and how many people came out of the woodwork to help. Yeah. Uh, retired firefighters, past members, and yeah, yeah. The classic uh, Buscemi, right? <laughs> right, like yeah. yeah, really cool, right? I saw something I hadn't seen before. Vancouver Fire posted today um, that there was a shirt that they got sent back to them from the, I think they call it the stack. Once a, once a tower fell, they called that the stack, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, that they found a tattered, like, Vancouver Fire rescue shirt. Oh, wow. I think one of the firefighters was wearing that day because it was all ripped, and they sent mm-hmm. it back to Vancouver Fire, oh, wow. and they have it posted. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, so, mm-hmm. you know, we always get shirts from other sure. departments right. and stuff mm-hmm. we wear. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty humbling. I've I've never made it down to the site. It's on my it's on my bucket list to yeah. try and get down there. Going, going down to the uh, museum. Yeah. Uh, and to 
ground ground zero there would be. Yeah, I've had a lot of friends actually go down, um, and I said that it's quite the quite the ceremony, like on the eleventh. Oh, uh, I can only imagine. It. Yeah, but yeah, it's on the list. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, so Scott's has shown us the picture of the shirt there. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, pretty wild. Cool. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. Yeah, you you can definitely see us, you know, filthy, ripped, and tattered. Um, Vancouver fire. Mm. So cool that the you know was found, and then sent back. Right. Uh, but like, what is the story behind that? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the the picture of something like that happened nowadays. Mm-hmm. The amount of video footage. And absolutely be out there i mean there was a lot yeah. of that time yeah. still mm-hmm. but uh, even tenfold now like yeah. some of the the most memorable videos are the people and the bodies you know jumping and dropping from the floors right yeah absolutely and then um just that that dust cloud of debris mm-hmm. yeah like people are very scattering like mm-hmm. it's insane you know you try and put it into perspective of what you would do you know, in that moment, if you weren't right at ground zero, mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty chaotic because you're losing everything. You're losing calm. You're losing visuals. You're losing everything. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always joke about or bitch or whatever about how terrible comms are. <laughs> like, that would just be a shit show. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like how, how do you coordinate something of that size with that many people, that many moving parts? I guess it just... <clears throat> that's when you trust but you just pull back to your absolutely guys you're with right because mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> on smaller scales we you know some of these big wildfires we fight you know when things turn south mm-hmm. we just kind of fall back like we yeah. you know we to lose comms everyone's radio and there's airplanes flying over yep so we're just okay we're just down to our, our group this is our this is what matters right now just yep. like I don't care what everybody, well I care but yeah, yeah. So I can worry I, about what, I can't what control my that and guys and are doing yep and we're just going to do what we were last told to do or mm-hmm. what we think we should be doing yep um yeah. yeah, yeah. I see. There's a lot of, uh, as usual, a lot of uh, memorial stair climbs and stuff. In Kelowna, sure. they had the Knox Mountain climb. Oh, okay. Where people, yeah. firefighters, um, climb Knox Mountain um, in a full turn on gear and packs. Uh, we actually had five of our members today um, do a stair climb at our hall at our training tower. Nice. So it was it's 110 stories. Yeah, not your tower. Not our tower. <laughs> <laughs> but they had they went up and down for 110 yeah. stories. Yeah. 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 yeah, so there's five of them did that today. They posted a couple pictures, so kudos to them. That was awesome. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, Where were you? What's that? What were you doing? Whereas I, I was at the hockey rink with my son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. We're playing hockey. We just went there just to get away from the stair climb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice <and> cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah one, of our, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Christopher Spengler, uh, posted a photo today. Um, post climb shows him like with his family, uh, and then shows him like half half dead on the floor. Yeah. Um, and it's actually cool. I was reading some of the comments. Um, uh, one of one of his buddies is like, one of these days, I wish I was fit enough to do this with with you guys, right? And uh, he's like, fun fact, everyone there struggles. Lots of people taking lots of breaks. It's not about a dead sprint to the top. More of a mind over muscle. Uh, flights 25 to 48 felt like my worst ever. Uh, shed my gear, got my mind right, dressed back up, and pers- persevered. Um, so, I mean, you're doing it to honor, right? Yeah. Like, it's not about being first first yeah. to the top. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. Just getting it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's a, one of our guys, uh, Greer, he uh, he did it last year, and uh, he posted a picture on his timeline um, of him huddling a bucket <laughs> at the end of sure. it, ready to bark his guts out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I, I chuckled. It was like, good for him. It was mm-hmm. awesome. But yeah. Absolutely. So September 11th, definitely uh, a day to remember. Yep. Yeah, so that's kind of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jeff definitely wanted to. Take a moment from our, you know, regular joking and being idiots. That's right. Have have a moment to remember and reflect. Um, and now we'll go back to our regular scheduled debauchery and talk about a structure fire we had this week. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you guys in your structure fires. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what were we saying? That's maybe number 12 on, the year? on the year. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Which is abnormal, I guess, because usually we're... Uh, maybe we're sitting about 10 a year. How many you get? Yeah. yeah. Maybe One. eight. A year for us? Uh, maybe eight to ten. But I don't know. What we have <coughs> four, five, something yeah. like that. Last it's a little year. higher than like higher than normal this year. But, yeah. Um, we, we had a huge run in the beginning of the year. Yeah, we were up to five or six. Yeah, well, we had oh, like yeah, I think we, had, we had like 11 by May Long because we were away on... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So May Long is when we had number 11. Mm-hmm. So we haven't had one really for the summer months. That's right. Um, yeah, it just happened. I, I, I had to have the day off. So, um, when it came in, I was like, huh, I'm like structure bar, interesting. But it was like, you know, you're, it's always like, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it said smoke coming from an area and it kind of described it like it was an orchard. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, some idiot just burning. It's September now and they're thinking, oh, they can burn some prunings. And yeah. so it's like, okay, so get in the truck. I'm, you know, I'm still moving. Burning like, prunings yeah. means burning <clears throat> mattresses and everything else you're going to add to the pile. Yeah, because there's like black or dark black smoke, um, mm-hmm. heavy flame. So okay, okay. So um, and I've said this before. Like my house is up higher in the in our area than some of the other guys. So I'm coming over the lip, and I can see, now because I can't see the I can't see up like a column of smoke, mm-hmm. which is normally on a structure fire. So I'm like I'm still kind of thinking, man, eh, this is probably gonna be nothing. And then I kind of crest the hill, and now I can see like wafting darkish smoke. And it was actually right near our training ground. So I was like. Because our somebody has lit some cars on fire. Yeah, more your training grounds on fire. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, yeah. so I radio, I radio the chief because he's coming. I don't know where he's coming from. So I'm like, hey, Bob, this might be the training ground. It looks like it's right there. He's like, and then he must have been close because he's like, no, yeah. it's the house right behind the training ground. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. So mm-hmm. we, uh, so it's interesting during the daytime when a stretcher fire rolls in because. Uh, we fell fast. <laughs> yes, because I was pretty quick, and I and I made officer. Uh, not even officer. Sorry, I made back seat on the second truck. Second queue. Yeah. yeah. So uh, first truck just rolling out as I run in, um, mm-hmm. which you're on. Yeah. So I guess you. Yeah. So the call comes in. Everybody's in the hot rush to get here. Uh, kind of the same mindset as Scott was saying. They were like, "But is it a structure fire?" Mm-hmm. Like. We had so many. It wasn't full rock yet. It was like it wasn't. No, absolutely not. So somebody called. I don't even think it was the homeowners that called it, uh, or the the occupants. Yeah. Um, I think uh, somebody else from across the airport or something called it. Um, Well, I guess it's a good thing about being like with so many fires burning right now. Everyone's on high alert for any smoke in the area. You're like, oh, smoke, smoke. Mm -hmm. So I think that may be why. Yeah. It alerted people so fast. Yeah, for sure. Um. Small side story. I'm I'm surprised you guys didn't get some calls today. So I'm driving back from from Toddstown, and I look to my left, and there's this massive column of smoke coming up from over by uh, uh, Richter. And I was like, Oh, is, it, is that the the um, like the ready mix? Uh, well, it was actually the drag strip. Oh, <laughs> that's oh right. that's right. that's so like today. the old Spidey senses like. <gasps> Grab my radio, turn to your sin. No, <laughs> I know where that is. Someone's doing a smoky burnout. I'm just going to keep on going, going home. Nice. But, uh, but that's just it. Like, I mean, we're obviously firefighters, so we're always looking. But um, with the way people right now are on such high alert, uh, when they see these big clouds of smoke coming up, like, oh, obviously something is on fire, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's, I think, what probably got the quick alert to this one. Somebody saw whiff of smoke and then a little bit more and then 911 so when I got to the fire hall um, I could see smoke but yeah it was it like wasn't super thick it wasn't a column it was just a little bit of black black smoke and then we filled up the truck pretty fast we start to roll out and as we're going down like heading towards the house you can start to see that color change yeah. Um, so. And that was what we were talking about in our truck. Because our truck was pretty much right behind you guys. Yeah, you guys were only like, maybe a, like minute, a minute, minute or two. Yeah. yeah. And that, as we're driving, it was actually funny because we, there's a lot of officers on the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like, yeah, I think it was everybody but the driver was an officer of <laughs> some sort. We had the safety officer with us, me, another, and then another officer in the back seat. And Rob actually jumped in. Rob jumped in the back seat with me, and he's an officer, so mm-hmm. he kind of looked. He's like, "Oh, should we get in?" I'm like, "Man, we can figure it out when we get there, but we need like, let's get, like, let's get there. Yeah, we'll fight the fire. As more apparatus arrives, we'll then we'll switch out positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we just need trucks here. Yeah. Um, but as we're driving, of course, 
we're all officers, so we're discussing. Um, we're not discussing tactics. We're discussing like, oh, it's like, like, what kind of smoke is it? Like, yeah, <laughs> we're doing like smoke reading as we're driving. Like, like, ah, oh, might be a burn pile. No, no, that's that's brownish. That, that's structural. That's mm-hmm. it's in the structure now. Oh, that's structure. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> so, oh yeah, I probably should get my gear on because <laughs> this is actually happening. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not used to sitting in the back seat, so I'm like, oh, I gotta put my SUV. On. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get ready. That's some shit to do, <laughs> and it's like. 30 seconds away. Yeah, it's not yeah the other away. side is. It's like really close. So yeah. that's what I was saying in, in our, our truck is like with our, our coverage area being like pretty vast, um, usually you can make a sandwich before you get there, right? <laughs> Where it's like, all right, fucking double time it. Like, like let's get ready to hit, hit the ground running just in case it is something. So again, like we start driving, we leave the hall, we take a right, we take the next right. We're heading due south towards the structure. And uh, as we got closer, you could see that shift from black to brown. And then we started to, like, drop into the property. And now you're seeing flame rolling over the back back of the building. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is on. Like, all right, let's make a plan. So uh, we had three in the back. We grabbed, I, I got two of them to grab our two and a half uh, off, off the back. Hit it hard quickly. We had another hand line uh, for the interior push. Um, when we got on scene, we, uh, I, I had a quick five second chat with the chief and just said, Hey, like, this is the plan. Send me the guys. When you get there, we're, we're uh, positioned to go interior attack as soon as we got the next truck, which I had already heard was yeah. like, you guys were, had left the hall by, by the time that we got out of the truck or by the time that we were there. Sorry. Like yeah. you guys were only a minute or so behind us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was what appeared that it started somewhere either on the deck or right around the side of the deck. Uh, the entire front of the the, the uh, structure was involved. So um, small single family home. Yeah, yeah single family, um, like single story with a like a crawl space, all, almost a full full basement height, but like it was still just a crawl space um, and a small addition on the front, which we we learned about later on, yeah. um, which actually ended up probably saving the structure. Mm. Um, so, yeah, quick water application uh, from the outside. A big water. Uh, big and water. It was the big, yeah. So two, two and a half inch smooth bore uh, quickly knocked, knocked it down. Uh, but you could tell it was still like in the structure, but it, it wasn't advancing. So... So you mentioned earlier there was fire coming out of the window, that front window? The entire front area was uh, pushing. Yeah. yeah, so it was, I mean, heavily involved on the front because the entire deck was going up, uh, but it was also in that front portion of the room. So. Yeah, I think yeah. the window probably broke in. And yeah, then, oh, and that's what pushed in. Pushed right in. So it was actually pushing from the outside of the structure in. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I got up into uh, the attic space um, and in that front area. That, the cock loft. The cock lock. It's not actually the cock lock. No. like that term. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so by that time, so so we had we basically had water flowing as you guys were walking up. Yeah. Um. Uh. And that's and I'll kind of let, let you take it from there. Because yeah. So you, uh, our officer uh, was warned on the truck, mm-hmm. so he, he made the call. He's like, we he goes, let's just use a because um, the one thing it's a farm is it's a farming area, so um super tight. Like yeah, these aren't roads that are designed for. Like they're just like roads that some farmer pushed in a hundred years ago. Sure. So it's super narrow, um, no access, trees everywhere. So it's like, okay, so um, he's like, we don't need to use a second engine for anything. We're like, copy that. So we all bail off. Uh, this, the, our driver on our engine, he backed the engine up to get so the tenders can come in and feed uh, the first dew um, water. Because it's, yeah, you know, it's like nothing, there's like no room in there. Yeah. Um, so. I, was, I started, I, I'm going towards the fire. I could see uh, one of the guys pulling the uh, inch and a half. So I'm like, okay, perfect. We got an attack line. Um, and then Rob and I are talking. It's like, okay, we're going to have to, like, we make a push. This is easy, like an easy push in. And I'm going by one of the homeowners, or one of the homeowners, one of the residents. And uh, I said, is there anybody inside? And she said, maybe? Or I think, she didn't say yes. She said, maybe, not sure. Yeah, it was, at, at that time, it was... Unknown Fresh for occupancy. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So I'm like, well, where would they normally be? He's, oh, at the back side of the house. I'm like, oh. okay. So then I yelled at Rob, or one of the guys, I said, grab a ladder, because the, the building's weird. It's like a, a higher building. So it's yeah. like, it's not a two-story. It's just, 
it's built, the windows are all built high. So I said, we're mm-hmm. ground ladder, we might need to do VIS on this. So, right. Um, so that one of them ran back the ladder. Um, by this time, I'm now kind of around the building because I wasn't sure where Ash was. Um, so I came around and I, I meet up with Ash and the, and the homeowner, he's like with a garden who I was trying to put it out. Like, you know, like typical, like homeowners do. Like they try to yeah. put the garden, like. I'm helping. And even now that the fire department's <laughs> there, it's like, okay, this is not helping anymore. Now you're a hindrance. So yeah. got him out of there. Um, Ash finishes the 360, um, mm-hmm. and then now I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do for our push. So we found another door off to the side of the house, so I guess the Charlie side. Um, now we have to extend the line, so we have to shut down a hose to put a line extension on, because again, we had to park so far away, because farming area, um, yeah. again, a lot of people have like <clears throat> equipment stuff just laying around. So we can't get close. These to people had some nice fine collectibles. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> so, thrown about. So that is the nice way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, and it's you know typical. Like it's not like uh, something you see in a movie where oh, just drive right up and no, it's yeah. like this is the way it is. You gotta you know you have 150 feet of um, pre-connect. Well, your truck's 200 feet away. <laughs> yeah. So you usually reach a stream, but now when you're making a push, you got to throw another 100 feet on to make the push in the house. So mm-hmm. we had to shut down some lines. Um, add, we actually added two lengths on both the hoses, um, which is perfect because right about then was when the our engine uh, operator radioed, hey, uh, giving you guys a warning on, on water because we're running the two and a half. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're running low on water. So um, And by that time, most of the fire was knocked. Yeah. So we made a, I wait for the line to get connected. So, um, checked the door, it wasn't hot, um, and, um, wasn't locked. So slowly open it and pretty heavy smoke layer. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, it was thick and might have a, it might be, cause I, I couldn't see what was going on inside the structure. Of right. course. So, mm-hmm. okay, this might be, might be deep in the structure now. So open it, let it vent. Um, we're waiting couple seconds and realize okay the smoke's lifting a little bit and then we pushed in from the back and then uh turned out that yeah the only little bit of fire was in that front room yeah um and in the and in the um roof line um we thought it might have got in the attic space so we, we put some kind of inspection holes with the um roof hook mm-hmm. um, so that was me i had the roof hook man <laughs> i was like we got the uh you know you hit you hit drywall or, or even in here we got the t-bar ceiling that stuff just comes out like butter super easy yeah. this thing i'm like you know mm-hmm. old farmhouse from like i don't know what year it's from but the 40s 30s 40s maybe yeah, like, yeah. Like post world war ii so it's like lots of plaster <laughs> and then on top of that they put like drywall over it mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm like hey so i'm standing with brett he's, he's running the nozzle i'm like okay i'll just make our inspection hole and he's like ooh. i'm like oh man <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm like hacking at the thing trying to get like Hitting, 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 finally open it up. Now I'm like, oh, there's a blaster. So I'm hitting, 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 knock the blaster down, oh, ripping the blast down. I'm like, oh my God. Open like a, maybe like a six by six inch, yeah. not foot, <laughs> inch hole. Mm-hmm. Like, shut the nozzle in there. <laughs> like, at least it was on fire. Like, I can't see any flames, but I'm like, I can see smoke in there. So I'm like, shove the nozzle in there. We'll run it on a fog for a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, if there's fire in there, we'll steam kill it. If not, we didn't, no harm, no foul. Yeah. So. We run in there for a couple seconds, um, walk closer to the um, inside again, do, do another one of those little holes because it's draining. So we ended up doing later. Yeah, so we ended up doing three of them. <laughs> we ended up doing three kind of little mini uh, holes yeah. and uh, putting water up there each time. Then I poke my head out and I'm like, mm. I, I'm talking to Warren, who's our officer, who's also a, um, a, a carpenter by trade. Mm-hmm. So he, he knows, like, he knows houses very well. So he's looking at it, he's like, uh, I don't think it's in the attic. He's like, I think it's just like facial boards burnt off. He's like, it's getting in there. Okay. So I'm like, well, this isn't like, I'm like, we're not going through here without like a bunch of saws and stuff. Yeah. So now we went on the roof and, you know, we don't normally do roof work, a lot of roof work, but mm. this is one of those times where it's like, yeah, this makes sense to do roof work. We're not yeah. over a burning. This yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, through the ladder, uh, got up there, did, uh, did a couple big holes and, and yeah, we found there was a, like I said earlier, there was a um, addition. So the addition on the house, actually, there was a, a, an old wall. And some and basically that's what was stopping the fire. And from getting to the main attic. Mm-hmm. Like we would have had it out. It would just would have been more damage to the house. Yeah, it definitely would have 
you know, carried through the rest of the hour. And two and a half did, did, the, did the big job it, on it? It did the lion's share um, there, for sure. So once we cut the, the, the hole, we actually had to cut a second hole, and then uh, we got the nozzle in there mm-hmm. and knocked the rest of it down. So Yeah. And then after that was just pretty basic mop-up. Right yeah. Around the mop-up. Yeah. That's always a pain in the ass. As soon as something gets into the attic, once okay. you start dealing with all those additions, right? Some, yeah. mm-hmm. Which we see a lot of in our older homes around here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the one where you south town with yeah. add-on and yeah. add-on and roof line and roof line. Void spaces oh, there are the man. worst, right? Yeah. This was our savior. Well, not like our savior, but this was the structure's savior. <laughs> yes. Um, so the old exterior of the home acted as a fire break yeah. uh, where... In the one that Todd was just saying, there was like void space between mm-hmm. roof roof yeah. lines that were was just void space. So it's perfect for the, the fire to grow, and we have no no direct access. You expose mm-hmm. one roof line, and you can see to the what you think is the the end, <laughs> but there's still a whole other roof structure. Yeah. You know, a whole other roof structure above that. So did that have uh, still stucco on it? It was still stuck. So it was yeah. like it was an addition, but it was an, like an old addition. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they still had the original yeah. stucco. Then they did the addition right next yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually, my house currently um, it is very similar addition. Um, they, which I think probably what it was, because um, from my old house, um, it used to be like a, like a porch. Like you know, mm-hmm. it was like kind of more like they have in the south. They have like yeah. the porch with a screen on it, and everything kind of sits there. Mm-hmm. It was that, and then they've because we were in Canada, and they realized, oh, well, you don't really hang out in porch for very long in Canada. <laughs> so then yeah. they walled it in, they windowed it. So same idea. So actually, I said to uh, Brad, I was like, yeah, I could tell. Like this looks like the load bearing wall they cut out. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to what my house has. In it. Mm-hmm. So so that's how kind of from the inside, that's how we could tell where the um, addition was. And then on the outside, you could easily see it. You could see the yeah. roof line drops. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, I mean, it's a really quick knockdown. Um, a little bit of uh, overall, uh, yeah. But all in all, we were we were pretty fast at the, uh, the attack. Yeah, you know, response was quick. So uh, Chief Bobby actually, he's been um, wearing his helmet camera for uh, footage and things like that. Awesome for you know going going back and doing review. Um, and then uh, you know something goes good, you can review. If something, if something goes wrong or bad, you can always go go back and learn from it. Um, <clears throat> So once we got back to the hall, uh, we, we broke everything down, put all the trucks away, and uh, we just went, went back and watched um, the initial attack. And it was two minutes from basically our doors opening to um, like you guys being there, and the fire was knocked. So in less than two minutes, water was flowing, and the fire was knocked. Mm-hmm. So like really awesome hustle by everybody that was there. Uh, some quick application from the outside uh with a hand line ready to go in and make a push that was an awesome awesome save nice yeah blitz line for the win absolutely yeah the blitz line oh yeah blitz. yeah for the win yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's wicked you know, you know we've been trying on that thing more and more um mm-hmm. we are uh, we're getting better at like recognize like the, the pump operator is getting better at recognizing like run it until it's just under half and then either he radios or he mm-hmm. kills it. Yeah. Once it's killed, because because yeah. uh, the two and a half we don't we're not pushing in with it, so there's no risk of if he kills a line mm-hmm. that someone's gonna be trapped inside. Yeah, it just kills the line, and then we realize okay, that that's our signal for like if we don't hear over the radio, that's our signal is like yeah. we are down to yeah this much water. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little bit of a learning curve because we you run the two and a half um, smoothbore at a much lower rate than a uh, common mm-hmm. nozzle, so. Um, yeah, you're like maybe 80 psi at the pump. Yeah, and which you know drops it down to the, that you know, that you know, 55, 60 psi yeah. sweet spot for the deluge. <clears throat> but um, when you're trying to also run um, common nozzles and stuff, it's like it's a little bit trickier for the pump operator. So I think there's sure. a little bit of a couple spikes on the line. So because one of our guys is like, man, we were running pretty hot there. <laughs> but, but you know, the, what came in handy? The snagger tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they ran the snagger tool and that, that held the line. Sure. That really held the line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, like I think it. Adam said he uh, used a sniper tool and he hooked the because uh, even though we don't use um, <clears throat> use pistol grip, we still have pistol grip on a lot of our nozzles. Just you know, just for 
basically for pulling it around, not necessarily yeah. for using it during firefighting. But I yeah. guess he hooked the pistol grip handle on the uh, on the trampoline, the trampoline. in there yeah. and he used that as like the, the hook, and then he used the, the snagger to to move around. <laughs> so, <yeah>. Improvise. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I walked around the corner after coming back out from the backside. And I was like, ha, that, that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> you know, like, work, work smart. Oh, like, yeah. Because he was on his own there for the first couple. Yeah, he basically made a deck gun. Trampoline gun. Trampoline gun. Because um, <laughs> he was on his own for, like, the first minute. Yeah. And then he ended up getting, like, I sent the guy up there as his backup, which is perfect. And by that time... Um, Dennis had yeah. dropped the pressure down yeah. to where it needs to be, and then they could go and actually yeah. like push up towards it and and uh, use it. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, yeah, you know we're running like we say we always train our guys to run the two and a half by themselves, and people are like you guys are nuts. Like, mm-hmm. No, this is <laughs> this is literally why we run the two and a half by ourselves. Cause, yeah, cause yeah. The guys can do it. If it's running a little hot, they got they got to figure it out, or I just turn it off. And yeah, call no, for yeah, it, yeah, call yeah for walk on the bail or. or Shut it off. But yeah, don't, the, don't suffer through it. Like you said, yeah. work smarter, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. but for the, you know, you said two minutes from when, from the truck getting there, from the truck getting there. So yeah, maybe a minute, a minute and a bit of water flow. Yeah. So you know you should be able to handle a two and a half for a minute. Yeah. Even a little higher pressure, mm-hmm. in, in which Adam can could obviously, yeah. and you figure yeah. out even even an easier way. But yeah, you know. Most guys can run a two and a half, and that's really what knocks it down. And that's all you really mm-hmm. need for that two and a half, because I mean, that's all the water you're gonna have too, unless it's a yep. hydrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not gonna have much more than minute, minute and a half. Yeah, you, you, like Scott said, you're just knocking it back. Um, all of your, you know, technical work is gonna come on the inside. Um, yeah, you're slowing it down. You're resetting that clock, right? Sure. And generally, like I said, like with the way you guys are doing it, that time frame. All these other things in motion in the background, you know, if you're close to a hydrant, the hydrant's going to be getting hooked up or else maybe mm-hmm. then, maybe the longer delay is the tender sometimes. Yeah. But at that point, you've done such a good job of that water mm-hmm. application, you've cooled things so much, it really helps. Yeah. Well done. Sounds like another, another good fire, good knockdown. Mm-hmm. Quick one too. That really helps me in 30 seconds away. Yeah, when it's really close to the hall. Yeah. Well, it was right, and we actually are discussing as we're driving, we're like, is the nearest hydrant actually in the training ground? That might yes. actually be the hydrant. We're like, yeah. that might be the move. But then there was a lock on it, so we'd have to. Um, and so then, as we're driving by, I could see another hydrant down below, down the hill. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's actually probably the best hydrant. Yeah, so that's where they went. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, if this turns into something, is somebody actually going to be like, like running by hand, <laughs> just cut a hole in the fence? Maybe there's one there already. Well, I think actually somebody would say that what, we could maybe we could park the uh, the engine in the training ground and lob water at it from a distance. Yeah, but it would it, we it would obviously didn't get that far. Yeah, if you had a deck gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we had a trampoline gun. <laughs> yeah, trap gun. <laughs> awesome. It yeah. was hitting the deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Therefore> <laughs> we had a deck. Yep. Ah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, classic. Yeah, so that was uh, that was really the only major event that we had yeah. this past week. Um, yeah, running some medical calls, yeah. uh, some alarm shit, nothing, <laughs> nothing crazy. Nice, but yeah, that was a fun one. Awesome when you could get some some awesome action, quick action, mm-hmm. um, and have a really positive outcome. So, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. <sighs> well, any more on any of that stuff, guys? I don't think so. Sweet. Well, we've been at it for an hour. Why don't we roll into some shout-outs? Uh, Modus, who wants to take that? Modus, yeah. Um, of course, the uh, Snagger tool is the claim to fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Modus, of course, they have a lot of awesome products, um, a lot of hand, hand tools. So your mini spanners, your wedges, uh, your entry kits, um, the Lloyd tools, you name it, they've got it. Uh, their pocket organizers, which are great. Um and yeah, this uh, we've been a big supporter of them and them of us. Um, go online, check them out at um, DTFF five. We'll get you five percent off your order. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, their little uh, flyer, their magazine. Yeah, that we uh, are part of mm-hmm. for their first rollout. So that's out now. It looks like they're sending them out with some of their yep other boxes and kits. Yeah, I've seen a couple posts where mm-hmm. where uh, customers are are. Uh, Showing off that they got the magazine there, so that's yeah, right. That's awesome. And then hopefully, uh, and as we're getting close to fall, maybe the videos will be coming to release date soon that we keep talking about. Yeah, I'm. I was actually going to reach out uh, tomorrow anyway, being Monday, just to kind of 
touch base. We haven't spoken probably a month now. Just everybody's been so, so mm-hmm. busy. So see how things are looking. See uh, what the release dates are. And yeah, we, we are really excited to share that. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, stop the bleed, Todd. Or uh, Scott. Um, so lead three methods of bleeding control are direct pressure, wound packing, mm-hmm. and tourniquet application. Mm-hmm. If you need a tourniquet, get a good one. Yep. Um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, StopTheBleed.org is um, where you can go to, to learn how to uh, teach or, mm-hmm. or learn where to find a class. Yep. That's right. You can, uh, on that, you can check out our YouTube, um, where, uh, you guys put up con like basically the entire course um kind of broke it down um you know chatting about it um you know those high high fidelity sims making everything realistic mm-hmm. um keeping people engaged so so check that out as well it's interesting because i was listening i was telling you guys uh listening to a couple different podcasts mm-hmm. and, um, one i was listening to recently um was this um doc from the military guy um but they were talking about teaching TCCC and Stop the Bleed stuff and it's it's actually funny how Stop the Bleed doesn't have videos included with it it just has a real simple PowerPoint mm-hmm. but we have found these videos that are interesting to us and and yeah during that podcast the guy's like yeah you know there's like the one video it's not all about gunshots and stab wounds it's about you know the guy falls off his mountain bike and gets impaled by the handlebars <laughs> and I'm like yeah that's one we show all the time so <laughs> it's like right. it's just crazy that these videos because there's Thousands of videos that get yeah. impaled and injured, mm-hmm. but these ones that are very specific, like that was a perfect perfect video for a junction wound. Yeah, the mountain biker guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's we show that one because it's a great video for junction wound and for direct pressure and yeah. how much direct pressure you actually need. Not just you know, put your hand on it. It's yeah, like, no, that's right. Knee, I think double knee. Yeah, and doing counter pressure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So we have. I think we talk about those videos in our our YouTube. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. There's always these videos, but some really just hit the mark, like the Iranian um, robber when he yeah. was shot. Um, just shows how long, uh, how short amount of time you have to actually put a tourniquet on. That's right. And, yeah, mm-hmm. that's part of that buy-in, right? Like they show people how critical mm-hmm. this is, though, rather than just standing there and talking about it in a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Like show yeah. the, show the real life graphic video. Like this is why this is important. This is why time is is key. Yeah. Oh, like the yes. stuff that bleed itself is pretty basic. It's like, you know, there's like the PowerPoint's really simple and it's got. You know, it's like a couple, of like, like it's like a mannequin arm that gets mm-hmm. turned put on it. So it's not really, no one's really getting by in just off that. But once you start throwing the videos in, and then you start throwing the, the wound packing um, device we made, and mm-hmm. the fake blood, and mm-hmm. you do the blood demo, and, you know, and then you start doing the high fidelity sims, that's really, now it's like, oh, this yeah. is actually a course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, on that, we'll uh, throw, throw a quick shout out to uh, Dr. Nick Sparrow, uh, who we had on just last week. Uh, with the online RTAC course. Um, check that out. It sounds like that's going to be available to uh, basically the general public. Uh, I don't know if it's live yet for everybody, but it is live. Yeah. So I think you might have to reach out to get the information for it. Like, it's not posted. Yeah, um, through the, the ATAC group. ATAC group yeah. yeah, through the ATAC group. Uh, so check check that out for sure. It's A-T-A-C-C-C. Yeah. yeah. A-T-A-C-C group. Um, dot C-A. Dot C-A. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, Tanner Olson. Let's go. Yeah, country music out of West Coast of Canada. Um, they're currently in Alberta somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, for the CMAA Country Music Awards. CCMAs. Nice. Canadian Country Music. Yeah, so they're doing some stuff there. Um School, um, yeah, he was just here in the summer yep. doing some stuff with us. Um, I think this was probably like his kickstart to really get in his career. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, especially yeah. the Chili Willies. Yeah, yeah, the 300 people that were the president of our party that really it really made the difference. The scouts in their are scouts, yeah. and I'm scouts. Sure. <laughs> there's people. Yeah, there's people there. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So he's at the award show. I don't. They're just doing some showcase stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's making a name for himself. Hopefully, one day he'll be hitting it big. And yeah, we'll, absolutely. We get to go to a stadium show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, awesome guy. Um, awesome band. You know, music's great. So yeah. check him out. Uh, and lastly, got us. 
Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Insta, YouTube, TikTok. Um, you can listen to us, uh, obviously, if, if you are already, but uh, on all your major streaming platforms. Um, whatever you are, are listening to us, looking at us on, uh, give us a rating, uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, it just helps get us out in front of more and more people, allows us to continue to do what uh, we enjoy doing. Uh, and we really appreciate everybody that's been reaching out to us, uh, messages and, and uh, comments. Um, we do our damnedest to, to answer all of them in a timely fashion. <laughs> um, but again, we uh, really, really appreciate that. Yeah, so if there's nothing else, uh, just to go on there, guys. Um, John? Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Scott? Great. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. As always, stay safe and stay DTFM.